0: Opinions expressed on ACV Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: All right, guys, <clears throat> um, we've got a very discombobulated cooking corner here, but uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for August. The, what is this? 8th 2023 my name is Herbie Allen I am flying solo today well kind of solo because we do have a guest facilitator but uh, nevertheless I am here we had some interesting technical issues for those of you that missed it I got caught by the got it button and not hitting it so make sure when you want to talk that you hit that got it button too if you've not already done so. Today, we are going to take our cooking corner a different direction, and this is very fitting for a number of reasons. Right now, if you cannot tell, I'm actually coming to you from outside... I don't know if you can hear the birds or not, but, um, I am coming to you from outside and we're going to talk about outside cooking. 1,571, 917 has joined the meeting. to cook on the, from the outside, uh, in the outside with a, an amazing device called the Traeger, which I have had food done on several times, actually, uh, recently, uh, thanks to my trip here in Spokane. Uh, the, well, it wasn't me cooking and it wasn't our guest cooking. It was my in-laws cooking and, but, uh, which is really good, but I'm going to introduce you, you know him from Unmute Presents, uh, the podcast, The Amazing Call, and he's involved in other projects, Michael Babcock. Hello, Michael.
2: Where was my fanfare there, Herbie? appreciate it. <laughs> so thanks for having me. Um, and yeah, look forward to this presentation. So how do you want me to to do this? Do you want me to just do a quick spiel? Do you have questions for me? What works best for you?
1: Um let's give you a give it. let's have you do a quick spiel and then we will go into questions.
2: All right. So uh I will get into this real quick. Um, I give you a little bit of history because I have on, Medina not has joined the done meeting cooking outside. Uh never had a fear of it, but it's just never been something I was interested in until Christmas of twenty seventeen. It might have been eighteen, somewhere in that time frame. And uh I got up and my father in law had this huge package in our living room. And I am not fond of holiday well, of gift giving holidays because um you get a gift and as a blind person you unwrap it and there's a box and you're like, what is this? I don't understand that. And so uh, full transparency, sometimes that that drives me a little crazy. But uh, thankfully, he said, guess what? We got you. And then uh, he told me. So I had been up at his, well, he got it for uh, my wife and I, but I had been up at his house and he had made some amazing steak. Michael Smitherman has joined the meeting. And it had a full smoke flavor to it. And I commented that I really liked it. And he ended up getting uh, actually all of the kids a Traeger that year, which was pretty awesome. So uh, what is a Traeger, and uh, why might someone be interested in it? And then after that, I'll give you a little bit of my uh, not-so-happy Feelings about the Traeger, because I think it's honestly good to be fully
1: transparent. Uh, That that Definitely. We're we're not selling it. We're giving you all the information here, guys.
2: Exactly. Uh, Traeger did not pay me to be here, though. If Traeger is listening, I'd love a check in the mail. Just saying. So uh, there's that. And then we'll also talk about a couple of things that you can make on the Traeger, why we like it and why we keep going back to it. So the Traeger is an outdoor smoker grill, and that means that you can start the Traeger out at a consistent, uh, well, you can do smoke, which I believe keeps uh, items at 150 degrees. And then the lowest actual temperature is 180, and the one we have goes up to 500 degrees. So depending on how you want to to cook the material, because it's not just meat, you, you'll hear about that in a moment. Uh, But depending on how you want to cook the food uh, will depend on the settings that you have physically how the traeger that we got and I I don't remember the model number of it um the traeger we have is not Wi-Fi compatible but I'll talk about the Wi-Fi aspect of traeger here here as well uh, for people who are curious but the traeger that we got has a box on the top which is where your food goes it's a rectangular shaped box that the handle open the lid opens towards you so if you're standing in front of the traeger there's a box that you pull up and this flips open the lid that sits in place above the Traeger so it's got a hinge on the very top and you flip the Traeger lid open and then this exposes on the one we have a single rack that you can put your food on Below that rack on the left-hand side is the uh, auger and the flame, and then on the right side underneath the rack is where all of the ash and drippings go, and there's a hole on the right edge of the trader underneath that rack that is the grease outlet that lets all of your grease drain into the drip bucket. On the left side of the Traeger box itself, we'll just call it the Traeger for now. On the left side of that is another larger container. Um, It has a box that opens up as well. Um, But inside of that is where your pellets go. So the Traeger requires you to get pellets. And of course, Traeger wants you to buy their pellets. But there's a lot of different types of pellets you can get. And experimentation to see what burns best for your needs is I. Ideal. Um, we have a brand locally here that's not a Traeger that I really like the uh, the the hickory smoke that comes out of it. So this has two layers inside the box. You dump the Traeger pellets in. They come in either a bag or a box. The one we have, the one we prefer comes in a box with a bag inside of it. So you just open the spout, makes it really easy to get things lined up, and then you just dump the pellets in. And what I tell people when I'm working with them or what I typically do or if I'm having the boys fill it up, I say, hey, fill it up until it's just about at the top. Uh, You can't have too many pellets, but you want to make sure that that lid on the left side does close. So just fill it up. And then here's one of the things I don't like about the Traeger. On the back of the box, there is a cable and you have to plug the Traeger in. It's about a four foot long cable, so it's not very long and you don't get a lot of flexibility. But the reason you have to plug the Traeger in is because of the way that the Traeger works. You don't have to mess with lighters. You don't have to mess with igniting anything because all of the ignition is done inside of the Traeger system itself. So on the front of the box, totally opposite of where the cable is, you have a uh, display which... Uh, I can kind of talk about it now. Side note, Be My Eyes uh, AI is kind of great for getting the temperature on that display because it actually most of the time reads it properly. So uh, that is a, a... Representation to you of the temperature that the Traeger is inside of the Traeger itself. Remember, that's the thing on the right side where you actually put your food. So that gives you that temperature. Just so you know, uh, with the Traeger we have, it is not the temperature 1,201,406 has joined the meeting. Guarantee that. Um, and on the left of that, actually it's slightly below and towards the left, there is a big dial knob. Um, I guess not that big. It's just normal size knob. And then to the left of Elizabeth that knob Fem is a single the action switch, which means it's either on or off. So what you do is you plug the trigger in and then you hit that switch to turn it on. And then you turn the knob once this sets the trigger to smoke. First of all, when you turn that knob, you're going to hear the auger engage, which sounds like a fan, and um, your Traeger will start smoking. You want to make, well, not right away, but you want to make sure that the lid is open of the Traeger itself, where you're going to put the meat. Turn that knob to smoke, and you're going to give it approximately 15 minutes. So... When you open the Traeger and when you turn it to smoke, um, you're gonna you're gonna smell some smoke eventually, which tells you that everything's working well. But what I typically do is I set a timer on my Apple Watch for 15 minutes. Uh, I I now actually say set a smoke timer for 15 minutes. Uh, that way I know what's going off for which timer when it actually goes off. Um, once the Traeger starts to smoke. So this is just a judgment call. Usually I give it about three to five minutes, maybe a little bit less. Uh, you do want to close the lid of the Traeger. so let me walk through that real quick number one you plug in the Traeger. hit that switch to turn it on turn the knob once to the right and that puts it on the smoke setting then leave the lid open for oh well, then set a timer for 15 minutes leave the lid open for about three to five of those minutes to let the flame get going then you close the lid and leave it on smoke for uh the rest of that 15 minutes and that gets the trigger up and running uh, fills up the box full of smoke and you're good to go. Then what I do is I turn the knob to roughly where I want it to be. This part is not fully accessible, but you can feel every time that the Traeger uh, temperature changes because the knob will click each time temperature change. Visually, there is not representation of every number anyways. So a sighted person would you know, get it between 180 and 225 and know, okay, this is about 210 because uh, it's closer to 225 than 180. Uh, although that's exactly the middle, but people hopefully understand where I'm going with that. Um, and so you set the temperature to where you want it to be. And it takes about another 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes to get up to that temperature. Um, I have used Ira in the past to be able to uh, just go out and check the temperature. I'm at the point now where I can just set it roughly where I know where it's going to be. And then I can go inside and I start preparing the, the meat that we're going to cook or whatever we're going to cook on the Traeger. Those who don't eat meat, uh, you can make some amazing asparagus on the uh, Traeger. Just throwing that out there. So that is how you get going with the Traeger, uh, the Augur. Then uh, what we talked about is the... the, the blah, blah, cannot talk. So what we had talked about is that you would know what the Augur is. So the Augur is a fan-like device um i've accidentally got my hand on uh got my hand under there while i was cleaning out the Traeger, and uh, luckily realized what it was but it's got uh what i describe as propellers they're little blades that will knock pellets from the box on the left hand side into the burning pit which is where the uh pellets will actually burn um and so it is constantly okay. spinning Two and it will suck uh, your pellets down into the trader so you don't have to worry about those at all. And then uh, that will always be on. Now, once your t- trigger gets up to up to temperature, then you can cook your food as you normally would. Very important because I'm all about safety. Do not turn the trader off when you are done. And, and I can't emphasize that enough because I've been in that situation. It will start a fire. Do not turn the Traeger off when you are done. When you are done with your cooking, turn the knob on the front all the way to the left and that's where the knob will start because remember when we turned it on we turned it once to the right to put it on smoke well once to the left or all the way to the left deborah thomas has joined the meeting is shutdown mode what this does is it keeps the auger moving so there is oxygen and then it slowly slows that down though it, it it doesn't sound like it the speed sounds like it's the same because of the way that it's it's engineered but um it slowly slows that down and it makes sure that the, um, that the pit is all the way cleared out, so that way it can properly shut down and it doesn't start any sort of fire um when you hear the traeger turn off because it is not quiet, it's not super loud, but it's not quiet either. When you hear the traeger actually turn off, that's when it's safe to actually hit that switch to turn it off or to pull the power or both, which is recommended If you get a traeger, I recommend uh two things for you Uh, because as we talked about the Traeger has the Traeger box on the uh, right side where you can actually flip it open, put your food on it. It has the drip can on the very right edge and then it has the box on the left. There's absolutely no place on the Trader for storage or for preparation or for putting your utensils down after Deborah you Thomas the has left the meeting flip it over or for anything. So Amazon has a couple of additional attachments. We bought a front tray for ours so it screws on to the front of the Traeger, and then when you need to use it, you simply pull it out from the bottom of the Trader. It flips open uh, so that, that puts the shelf in front of that bar that you lift up to open it, and that gives me enough room that I can put the platter right there, so I don't have to worry about moving the meat over and around to get it onto something that's stable. And I I don't have enough hands, so that made a huge difference. Or probably about forty five dollars, but well worth the investment if you ask me. And the other thing that I recommend is drip. Dri- Deborah trip
3: Thomas has joined the meeting.
2: Drip can uh, liners. And they come in aluminum foil or paper. I prefer the aluminum foil ones because the paper ones seem to um, not hold up as well. But you put these in the drip can. And then uh, when they fill up, you simply pull the insert out, dispose of it, and then put a new insert in. And it keeps your drip can super clean. Uh, I wish someone had told me that well before we got involved in using the Traeger. Another thing to recommend with the Traeger is longer spatulas so i can talk about it if people have uh questions about this uh but my wife and i got it's got to be two years now a blackstone this is an outdoor 36 inch griddle that's propane operated and uh with the blackstone because it gets super hot and um, they actually sell some uh long spatulas they're a foot long roughly and i like using these i don't have a fear of the heat but i like using. Using these because they can be more convenient, especially on the Trader uh, as well, just to, to get stuff scooped up. So what can you make on the Trader? Um, I've made uh, some amazing tri-tip. Uh, my favorite to make on the Trader is ribs, and those take... Uh, two three they take about six to seven hours so you can cook on the trailer all day long Uh, really brings out the smell uh, and use apple juice on the ribs mix it in with that uh, with the aluminum foil that they're wrapped in Uh, comes out pretty delicious and uh, they just kind of fall off the bone and I've also made pizza in the Traeger. And you're like, what? Pizza in the Traeger? Well, because it goes up to 500 degrees, you can actually bake things inside of the Traeger a lot of times. And then that gives you the smoky flavor that the Traeger tends to lend to food as you're cooking it uh we have not made cake in there yet though I know someone who uses their Traeger to make their cakes all the time and I think that would be delicious I just I just haven't done it yet Um, And as I said earlier, we've made some amazing asparagus in there. Uh, You can put vegetables in, uh, do anything that you want. Um, Traeger comes in a couple of different sizes. You'll need to figure out what's the best size for you. Um, That's due to experimentation. If possible, go to a store, put your hands on them. They're available quite regular at at quite. They're available at a lot of different places that you can get uh, quite consistently. Um, And then Traeger also has a model that will allow you to set the temperature precisely with your phone. Now, I have no experience with the Traeger app, though I can say I've heard a demo or two of people trying to use the Traeger app and it not working well. I don't know if they tried tools like screen recognition, but by default, it it was not the most pleasant experience. And in my opinion, just turning the knob and figuring out where you need to turn it to is probably going to be more reliable and consistent. But if anyone has any direct experience, I'm open to hearing uh, your experiences with the traders with the app as well. Uh, One last thing before we jump into questions, and that is uh, maintenance and cleaning. Um, It is very important to keep your, just like inside, uh, outside as well, it's very important to keep your Traeger clean, not only to prevent bacteria and uh, uh, other not nice things, but because you're working with a open-ish flame, it is concealed in the box, so you don't have to worry about that. But you're working with a flame, you want to make sure, and I I recommend doing this before you turn the trigger on, not after you turn the trigger off, because things will still be hot. But before you turn the trigger on, I what I actually do is I pull that uh, rack off of the tracker, and then there's a. Uh, uh, Oh, I forgot to tell you guys about that. There's a metal plate that everything rolls down, like all the grease rolls down. You can actually buy liners for this plate, and no one told me this, and I had to replace this plate. It was $120 to replace it. Uh, the liners are like $12 or $15, so <laughs> worth picking those up. But they're aluminum foil uh, liners that you put on the plate underneath the grill. Uh I'm sorry, underneath the rack. And then when that gets super full or when you're ready to clean it, you just pull those liners out and replace them, which keeps your tray super clean. Uh, but then you can pull that tray out, and underneath that is all of the ash because pellets make ash. Imagine that. When you burn pellets, there is ash. So you can pull that tray out and then clean out that ash, which is in the bottom. Uh, it's like, a, uh, I guess, a belly of it because it's kind of um, – recessed a little bit and so you can clean that out i just took a shot vac and grabbed the hose on that and just sucked all that ash up and that made it super easy for me to be able to get it all cleaned out and then uh, i also would go clear out the um auger on the left side and the fire pit area as well because that makes it Uh, keeps it a consistent burn and makes things go well. So that's a brief overview of the Traeger, and I guess we'll check to see if we have any questions.
1: We Uh, do. Pat has her hand, hand up. Okay, before we get to questions, I just want to make a couple of quick comments. Um, Sorry for that interruption there. Um, Just a reminder, you can also raise your hands in Clubhouse. We've got uh, Dazzling Desi hosting for us. We've got Awesome Allison over on the Clubhouse side, and Anthony is streaming for us today, so thank you to all three. Um, Just, I will tell you that on the Traeger, I have had uh, some pretty good chicken. Um, Mm -hmm. The steak, I think, is better. Um but it could just be the way it's done seasoned and stuff too. I've also had salmon done on the trigger and that oh, is yes. pretty good. Yes. Um and I want to try grilled chocolate cake. I'm just saying and it, and I also want to try pizza as well. So
2: I want brownies on it. I want someone yep. to make me brownies on the Traeger or maybe I'll just make them myself. Um, you should and and Herbie, if if we have time uh, or it doesn't come up, I can also talk about how because the 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 temperature isn't accessible, I keep track of meat temperatures.
1: Perfect, perfect. We will talk about that. All right. Sorry about that. Okay, Petra, go right ahead. All right. So good
3: morning.
4: Um, there we go.
1: Good morning, Petra.
3: I need to say good morning. Um, I bought a Traeger actually uh, last summer because I heard. A, someone talk about it on one of Jonathan Rosen's deals and before I bought it I actually called Traeger there is an 800 number you can call I called them even on a Sunday afternoon they were really great people they said they'd be more than willing to help I do have the one with the app I'm sorry to say every time we're cooking though we have family over and it's kind of rushed and I've never had a chance to sit down and use the <laughs> app I may try and do it your way Michael without the app all, all but I will say my Traeger is reversed from yours. My pellet box is on the right and so forth. But that Ah. doesn't matter. That's not important. Mm -hmm. But the people at Traeger were very nice. They said their app was going to be updated and be more accessible. They seemed willing to talk about accessibility and helping us. And I will say, (laughs) Michael, you didn't say that when you turn it on and it starts smoking, how good it smells. (laughs) <laughs> we turn ours on and it's like anyone nearby in the neighborhood wants to come because whatever we're cooking smells really good. Charge uh, them $5 a plate are in yeah. good shape. Yeah. 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 But tri-tips and ribeyes and mm. ribs and we have done vegetables. And I really love my Traeger. And listening to you talk about it inspires me even more. If I didn't already have one, I'd go buy one now.
2: <laughs> well Petra thank you and and I don't know about you guys but we find ourselves people think outdoor cooking is only summer we cook with our Traeger year-round I I I don't just limit it to summer good, good for you, you. yeah yeah well thank you oh. Petra I appreciate that and uh yeah that that, uh, that is good to be aware of is you know descriptions that I provide is for a uh what would that be eight-year-old machine so Things do change uh, for sure. And I will second what Petra was saying. The technical support and customer service from Traeger has been uh, superb. I've never had an issue with their customer service. Um, I've only had to call them twice and both times have been excellent. So,
4: All right. Next up, we have Monica.
2: Hello, Monica. Hello.
4: So I had two questions. One, do you... Do you use your shop back to clean out the, the two other descriptions that you gave? Because you use it for the ash, but do you use it for the other...
2: For the uh, auger and for yes. the flame, for where the, the fire pit is? Yes. Um, yes. I do. I just use the shot back to to go ahead and and I move my hose to the... So we have one of the extensions on it. It's one of the plastic things. It can get into smaller areas. And so I just move it over to the left side. Uh, a lot of times I just hold it a little bit above and it's strong enough that it just sucks everything up out of there for me.
4: Nice. And then my other question was... You were talking about the temperature and how you turned the knob and mm-hmm. how you said that the temperature of the meat that you're cooking is not gonna be the temp it's not gonna be the same temperature. You yes. know, as you how do you figure out the temperature of the meat when it's done that you want to take it off? And I will tell you, we had a Traeger and lost it in the flood, but oh. we cooked, um, well, Tom cooked gorgeous uh, pork butt on it. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah. It it comes out great. So. It does.
2: Yeah. That's a very good question there Monica. So yeah, the temperature that's displayed on the uh small display at the front of the Traeger is the temperature of the box that the that the meat is in. Um so just be aware of that I use a a tool that is not working right now. And I need to, it's one of those I need to reach out to their customer service because I think it's something that, that happened to th- the thermometer but anyways i use a thermometer called a meter m-e-a-t-e-r and the meter is uh has a fully accessible application Uh, i use the meter plus and uh this is a meat probe that you put into the meat um there's a tactile line that you feel and you put it into the meat up to that tactile line um I, i actually push it a little bit past that line just to make sure that everything's in there properly once it's paired up with your phone, it will give you the opportunity to say, oh, I'm cooking chicken today or I'm cooking steak and I want it to be medium rare, which is the best way to have steak. And it will give you the temperature that you need to set your meter to. And it'll say, would you like to start this cook? And I hit start cook. And then once I hit start cook, the meter will tell me what the ambient temperature is. That is the temperature in the box, which should in theory be very very close to the temperature that's showing on the screen on the front of the Traeger. And then it'll also give me the meat temperature. And in the meat temperature, that'll tell me what the meat is in the center of the meat where I put the thermometer, assuming that I put it in the center of the thickest piece of the meat and then uh, as that temperature is changing, you can set it up to alert you at certain points um, and that'll give you a push notification. What I think is kind of cool is when I'm cooking something, I've posted one on Mastodon before and I also send them to Demasi all the time, uh, you can actually share your cooks and then other people can get online and look at the temperature of your meat and, and crave the fact that they're not at your house eating those ribs that are cooking. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, it doesn't show them pictures, but you know, some people do that. and So that's what I use is the meter, M-E-A-T-E-R. They have a couple of different models. They have the meter, the meter plus. I recommend the meter plus or the meter block. The meter plus will allow you to connect your base of your meter to another smart device, iPhone, iPad, or Android, and use that as a transmitter so you're not limited to the Bluetooth range of meter. Meter without the plus does not have Bluetooth range or does not have the extension ability, so you're limited to 33 feet with Bluetooth from the Meet itself. Uh, That's why I recommend the Meter Plus. The Meter Block um, will be your transmitter and your Wi-Fi connector, so you don't have to use a second device. You just use the Block itself, and that comes with three or four probes, but it's also triple the price. Thank you. Yep. No problem. Thanks, Monica.
5: All right. Next, we have another Michael. Michael
2: Smitherman.
0: Hello, Michael. Hello, Michael and Herbie and Desi and everybody else that's uh, on this call. Uh, We got a Traeger last fall Mm -hmm. and love it. Uh, uh, I don't use the Wi-Fi on it because I'm not close enough to my. So that really doesn't matter. But uh, a friend of mine suggested we get a blanket. For the Traeger, especially when it gets 25 degrees outside and you want to cook. Mm-hmm. And so we got the blanket and it held the temperature within five degrees for the six hours I cooked my turkey.
2: That is something I need to get. So, so you just throw it over the top?
0: Oh, well, it goes around the top and, uh, and then in the front and the side for the, um, uh, greaser, I mean the okay. grease basket is yeah, it's got yeah. something there too. Uh, That's nice. Uh, and so I would recommend it. Uh, we don't really need it here in the summertime. Uh, hmm. <laughs> and because I don't I don't cook outside when the 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 heat index is 110.
1: <laughs> so
0: it's, I could yeah. just about open it and it cook without yep. turning it on. So, but anyway, <laughs> I love Mount Traeger.
2: Yeah, they're, and, they're amazing.
0: And and you can get if you know your model number, you can get a pack of five of those liners for like 17 bucks at amazon
2: yeah yeah i buy stuff for the traeger off amazon more than i'll buy them from traeger because they're going to mark up the price if you go directly amen i
0: agree so anyway just comments
2: thank you michael appreciate it and i have not picked up one of the blankets um that might actually be something next for us to look into uh we did one year though have uh a lot of rain and someone didn't put the trigger away. Uh, I am not looking at myself, and um, <laughs> that caused me to go. You can't see yourself a, anyway, yeah, exactly. That caused me to go buy a cover, though, which is is nice. Yes. It, it will let you just throw that on top. So if you do end up leaving it out, then uh, your trigger is then covered and protected,
0: yeah. Uh, no. Uh- when we cooked the turkey, it was 25 degrees outside, and I, I set it on 275, mm-hmm. and it stayed between 275 and uh, I mean 273 and 278 the whole time. Nice, and so it's so- it's worth it the money. So
1: one important question I have though for you, Mister Smitherman, and I think Cindy will go for this. Um, what is your address? Because I think we need to have our next Thanksgiving community call at your house. Um, so you're, you. i have just volunteered you to cook our Thanksgiving dinner. Isn't that community love, guys?
0: Yeah, yeah that's better microphone than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and well, Michael baked the.
1: Cake. Yours is going to be Chris. Michael bake the. Mike, you're going to bring the cake over, and we're going to come to your house for Christmas. Sounds Good.
0: There we go.
2: <laughs>
1: so we got two Mike's houses to go to this year, guys. Um, or, or you, we can you can do New Year's. That'll be a great New Year's party. We'll have steak and uh-huh. stuff like that. Yes. So, um, Mike, so I'm, I'm going to talk to Cindy about this, and um, you know, we'll use the community fund that does not exist to, you know, uh, give everybody airfare down to uh, your house. I hope you can. Accommodate us all. And uh, we'll, we'll still have it on Zoom and Clubhouse for people that can't uh, uh, come. And.
0: Uh, Sounds <laughs> like, come on. All right. <laughs>
1: Hopefully, my, our moderators will kick me out of Clubhouse now. Um, anyway. <laughs> oh, no. That was <laughs> All right. And don't forget, Clubhouse guys, you can participate too. Just raise your hand and. Um, <clears throat> Uh, We have a comment, actually, from a Clubhouse member that I'm going to get to a little bit later on in the call um, about indoor grilling. So, um, anyway, let's go. Who we got next? Yep.
3: We
5: have Abraham.
1: Hi. um, So,
3: I was wondering, it's a smoke grill. Can you use it as a normal grill without a smoke uh, portion, And then... I also had a question about the meter. Uh, is it so it can go in the grill and in like an oven?
2: Yes. So the meter can go in the grill or in an oven. Uh, The ambient temperature can withstand, I believe it's 525 is the max that you can have the ambient temperature that the meter is fine with. And then I forget what the internal is, something like 300 degrees or something. You should never hit hit, something you should never hit with meat. I should say, because that's too done for me. Um, And if I'm understanding your question, your first question correctly, can you just use the uh, grill as a, the Traeger as a grill and not to smoke yes. stuff? Yes, yes, you can. Um, it's going to give you that smoky flavor to your meat because it's, it's how it's working is it's burning those pellets and that's going to naturally put smoke in your food. But yes, you, I, we often will just make, uh, I'll throw hamburgers on there real quick. Cause I can do eight hamburgers at once versus two in the house. So I'll just throw eight or nine hamburgers on the Traeger after it's up to temperature and then it'll cook those and they'll be a little bit more smoky, but then you're not smoking your meat to, to warm it up as well.
0: Okay, awesome. I'm going to see if we get
3: Traeger's here in South Africa.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. And if not, uh, uh, I will not mail you one because I just realized how much shipping would be. Um, I was going to say I'll order one and mail it to you, but that, that might be a little difficult. Thank you, Ibrahim. Appreciate it.
1: All right, thank you guys. Um, I will say that uh, you know I also need to talk to the lovely folks over at homophones. Well, there's only one actually, and uh, see if meter and meter can be used as a homophone because uh, we're talking about a brand name here, and because uh, uh, versus you know a regular meter. So um, you know, uh, j- just to make life uh, interesting for her, um, so I'm going to talk about that. I know uh, there's probably somebody in the other room that has an opinion on whether I should or shouldn't, but, uh, I'm going to do it anyway. So, um, do we have anybody over in Clubhouse?
5: Unfortunately, no, we have no raised hands at this time
1: in Clubhouse. All right. Do we have anybody else in Zoom? At this moment, we do not. All right. So, um, you know, I've also been hearing, so you mentioned also this, uh, Blackstone that you have. And so that is like, is that also like an outdoor, like kind of like an outdoor gas grill?
2: That is. So the Blackstone is a, and and it was a real big, through COVID, it was a big uh, hype item. A lot of people are like, get the Blackstone, you can cook everything on it. You can cook just about everything on it, that's for sure. Um, And it is an outdoor 36-inch rectangle griddle. Um that is what we sometimes use to make breakfast on because you can do everything at once. Um and so instead of having a griddle inside that you use, you uh glosside, you can use this. They come in multiple different sizes. It has shelves on the left and right edge of it. And then um I believe the temperature on that you I think you can get it up to seven or 800 degrees. It is very hot. Um, but, but that's the type of cooking that you do on that. I don't use the black stone myself indiv- independently as much as I would like to mainly because, well, mainly because we need to re uh, season our, our black stone. And I just haven't had the time to do that. Um, and so, it will let you cook things on it just fine. You can cook steaks on it. The best thing, in my opinion, on that is Brussels sprouts on the Blackstone that are seasoned, and you just throw them on there, and you get the uh, the char marks on them that you ro- that I really like. Um, and it's a flat surface so it's completely flat um you want to put a little bit of oil on it heat that oil up to the smoke point and then throw your food on there um and it's it may give you that satisfying uh, sizzling sound when you're cooking uh good meat
1: all right well you know it's interesting i get i'm i'm given to understand uh, that my uh, sister in law's husband i guess it makes him my brother in law i don't know how that works um Anyway, he makes uh, really good uh, Costco chicken sandwiches on the Blackstone. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping you yeah. get to try that before we go. All right. And, um, a, yes. And Michael, we have a raised hand now in Clubhouse. Would All right. Like yes, we will take it. Okay. Great. Tony, you can unmute and talk. All right, Tony. Or is it gonna be DJ? You never know with those two. But I think Tony's more of the cook. And Tony, I've got a question for you too. Which one are you gonna cook bacon on, the Traeger or the uh, Blackstone?
2: Blackstone, I'll answer it for.
1: To- <laughs>
2: okay.
1: <laughs> Tony.
2: Bacon on the Traeger is good, but the Blackstone gets it even. Yes, yes. we can. All uh, right.
3: Yes, we can. Okay, I will cook it on. Uh, if if I had one, I will cook it on the Traeger.
1: Yeah. All right.
6: Well,
3: okay, here's
1: DJ. Right. Uh, I knew it.
6: I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> he knew it. He knew it. He knew it. So, my question is okay, so you can cook on this trigger on the outside, and, and, and um, um, you can cook on it seasonal, I guess. You know, uh, mm-hmm. here in Florida, um, I don't think there's really any such thing as winter. We only get two weeks of it. And that's barely. But as the temperature de- as the outside temperature decreases, does that affect the temperature settings um, on the trigger when you are when you're preparing to cook on it?
2: by affect the temperature settings on the inside yes it will reduce the temperature on the inside because the traeger's having to work harder to keep it set to that higher temperature. Uh, as Michael mentioned though there are some accessories you can purchase such as the blanket that you put on on and around the traeger and that keeps the heat inside so that way you don't have to worry about the outside temperature as much. Oh, okay. Uh, Well,
6: thank you so much. Great presentation. Mm -hmm. Love it. Perfect, DJ. All right, that. and,
1: uh, you know, I guess then if you're going to use the Traeger to cook the bacon, you could do, like, the pancakes and scrambled eggs on the uh, Blackstone, then. There then. you go. Hey, Herbie, that's for you to try is pancakes
3: and sausages on, on on there.
1: Well, when you get me one and a place to cook it, then I will. Um, I don't think my apartment manager would be too thrilled if I hauled into our uh, kitchen, you know, a Traeger and a Blackstone. Um, just don't like don't mine, either. Uh going too well. Maybe if I put it by an open window, would that count as outside cooking? Um,
2: do you have a balcony? No. Ah, well. Maybe they should move you to a new apartment with a balcony and tell them it's it's all for the purpose of the community. See? Uh,
1: Alright, I, I will do that. It uh, will be a new apartment complex completely, but uh, yeah. Um, anyway, I guess maybe our front porch would work. I don't know. Except, there you go. Um... Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, P- people be walking by, but they won't be able to walk by. You're like, okay, you've got to go down the other stairwell, but uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I offer them some free food, that'll help. Um, one question I do have is you mentioned the cable being short, so are you able to use – can you use an extension cord? So it's, not, rec-
2: it's not recommended, but you can. Um, okay. Uh, and uh, full transparency, ours – is not currently plugged into an extension cord um, because we moved some stuff around, but has been plugged into an extension cord, and I didn't have any power fluctuation or any issues with that. Um, But for legal reasons, I'm going to tell you not to plug it into an extension cord.
1: Okay. I wonder why they make the cable so short.
2: I don't know. That's the one complaint that I have, and it could be that specific model. It would be interesting to see if people have longer cables but uh definitely one of the complaints that i have is that you do a have to plug it in and b um have to have such a short cable i have heard of people running their Traegers off of um power banks too which i thought was interesting because uh they use those uh outdoor uh, not generators, but outdoor power banks that right. have the three-pronged AC outlets on them, and mm-hmm. they have worked for them as well. So there there are solutions that that people will find. And if you start Googling or looking up uh, triggers, you'll find a lot of information about uh, different hacks or different things that people have used. And Mr. Smitherman, I think, has an idea of cables. Michael.
5: Go ahead Michael.
0: Uh, 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 uh idea of cables cuz mine is set just where I want it. You're a little
1: far my... away from your mic just so you know we're hearing your thoughts.
0: Oh, uh, now is that better? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh I don't have that issue with the cable cuz mine is set just right close to yep. the plug in outside but uh when what I've discovered is that uh, say I'm going to smoke some chicken or cook some chicken on the grill, I have to cook it about 15 minutes longer than I would in the oven at the same temperature because the once you open that lid, mm. and I watch the dials on the, the the thing, it drops 100 degrees by the time I open the lid and flip the chicken.
2: Yep.
0: So it, it's got to heat back up. That's just... And, you know, a suggestion that's what I've learned to get the meat where I want it. So,
2: yeah, yeah, I forget. I, I'm so used to it now that I know the temperature is going to drop whenever I open that lid. Uh, so, good call on that, especially for someone who hasn't used one before. Uh, expect to cook your food a little bit longer than what you might in the oven because you are losing that heat anytime you open that lid. And that also means. Children listening, upstairs, if you're listening, don't go open the lid just to smell the food because uh, that drops uh, the temperature on my meat. Can you tell well, I've had this conversation Yeah, before? we can tell
1: you've had those about some family dynamics here, guys. Um, uh, so, hey, yeah, Michael's children. Um,
0: uh, uh, you can always stand by the chimney yes. and smell the smoke yes. <laughs> and smell the stuff cooking, so you yes. don't have to open it to smell it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well it reminds me of uh, you know, the uh the story in First Samuel, you know, where the priests would just go, you know, taking uh, food out of the boiling pot. So it's you know, I wonder if your kids are trying to, you know, steal a quick sample of food. <laughs> oh, here you know, you. More than just opening the lid. Um <clears throat> I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me, you know. Just to, just, just just check your meat next time and make sure that's actually all there um when you see your lid suspiciously yeah. open. Yeah. Um yeah, all right. Very good. It's funny because
2: so, uh, I get an alert. On, I They used to be able to get away with it. I mean, why is this taking so long? I don't understand. Now I get an alert that says temperature drop on the uh, uh, ambient temperature for the meter. So now yep. I know what's going
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids. Uh, you know, just because your parents are blind, it doesn't mean they can't find workarounds to figure out what you're up to. So <clears throat> um, that might be a good discussion. You, you might need to go on what's the matter with kids today and uh, discussion, <laughs> have a therapy session with mo there on the how to handle that situation some more i don't know um oh,
2: the, the the way to handle that situation is say if you keep opening up you ain't getting any that's solved oh, that problem real fast uh, so, <laughs> yeah there you
1: go so all right uh,
2: one last thing that i'll mention because i know we're getting towards the top of the hour it looks like it is we got 46. an hour and a
1: half so we got an hour oh, and a half really? for this call yes so oh, you're, we're okay. doing great time with Oh, good.
2: Uh, What I was going to also say is uh, the trailer that we have also has wheels on it. So sometimes you might need to move your trailer around, depending on if you have family and stuff. So you don't have to worry about this big machine that you have to pick up and move. Uh, You can just use the wheels and move it around. Um, And so that is super handy for uh, manipulating the trailer when necessary.
1: All right. So now another product my family and my in-laws have started using, too, that they say they like better than the Traeger is one called the Louisiana Grill. So um, I don't know what's actually different about it versus the Traeger. I think it's something to do with the pellets, but uh, they hmm. say it seem to like that a little bit better. Um, so uh, very good. Um All right. Real quick, because I got this a bit of feedback before. And by the way, guys, you know, you can always leave me feedback on things you'd like me to cover on these calls. I do take it. And so the question was asked ahead of time for me. What about the Foreman grill, which is a different type of grill altogether? So I'm going to briefly talk about that. I have used it on earlier calls. Not that much. Um, but for wanting, if you're wanting to do an indoor grill thing, you don't get the good smoky flavor or anything like that. But it's basically a little grill that uh, you Summers plug in has joined and you can either let it warm up or just put your meat on it right away. And by the way, it does do good with bacon. Um, that's actually one of the things it does better with than some other meats, in my opinion. That and hot dogs. Um, But uh, you plug it in, you set your meat on it, and then you close the lid, and you let it cook. Now, depending on the thickness of the meat will determine how long the meat's going to take. Usually you need about 10 minutes. Um, Steak is one thing I did not like how it turns out on there, and one of the complaints with the former grill I have is... uh, you will get your meat looking like waffles, basically. So you'll get the grill ridges in the meat. So it's it's, it's a rather interesting thing. But um, there are some grills that um, work on the timer-based system instead, where you turn the timer on and that activates the grill, so you can leave it plugged in all the time. And um, the thing I li- the other thing with the grill that, that I liked about that grill is from Hamilton Beach, and I don't know if they make this particular model anymore. But I had a grill that the grease tray was actually there was a slot for the grease tray on the side that you just slid it right in, and it stayed there in the correct spot. Whereas the Foreman grill, your grease tray sits in front of the machine, and you have to position it just right to where it'll hopefully capture most of the grease. <laughs> Michael
2: knows Uh, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I sure do. So I do see we have a hand too, and and we'll get that here in a moment, but I do, uh, on Herbie's note, uh, talking about indoor grills, uh, Blackstone does make an indoor, non gas-powered griddle. So if you're interested in the Blackstone technology, but you don't necessarily have the room, or you you don't have the outside space, you can look at the uh, Blackstone indoor griddles. um, So that That's available. I believe they are electric homes that I believe they are electric powered. Um, And then another one, Herbie, have you played with the T-Fal OptiGrill?
1: I have not.
2: Okay, so this is a... I used to have one about 10 years ago. I suspect they're still produced. Um, it is a grill that you open up and you put your meat on it or your sandwiches on it and then you close it and there's a row of seven buttons across the front of it that are very tactile. Each one of those buttons ha- is a preset. So, for example, there's a chicken preset. You press chicken and then you press start and the OptiGrill it has temperature Uh, has thermometers that can go through the meat in the grill itself. So it has a drip tray that does click into place, but it is on the front part of it. And then what it does is it beeps once when your meat is at uh, rare. It beeps a second time when it's at medium. And it beeps a third time when it's at done, uh, when it's well done. So you can determine what you want your your meat uh, or your sandwich or whatever you're cooking to be set to based on the beeps. The thing I don't like about it is if you're multitasking, like I am guilty of doing all the time, uh, it is very easy to miss those beeps if you're not listening for it. But it's a great solution. Um, It is not smartphone powered, uh, but that's something you can experiment with too. And I loved making stuff on that because I read online, oh, just put a damp paper towel on it after you're done, close that, and wait about uh, 30 seconds, open it up and throw the paper towel Hallway, and that is the best way to clean those. If you're if you have one of those and you've ever wondered oh, wow. how can I quickly clean this, that'll help you out.
1: And just a note too, when you're cooking with chicken, that obviously you do want well done. But beef is a yes. totally different uh, metal altogether. Um, I would say medium well to well myself, but uh, you know there are the rare <laughs> people out there. Oh oh. Um, anyway, okay. On that note, who have we got with our raised hand? We have Doc. All right. What's up, Doc? <laughs>
6: Well, very interesting presentation. Um, The comment I wanted to make is all extension cords are not created equal. And if you have to use an extension cord, you should probably get one that is at least 12 gauge wire. That'll carry your... 15 amps and be sufficient and can do a fairly long run because some of these lighter ones are only 14 gauge and some Ah. people even have 16 gauge lamp wire extension cords. So you do not want to use one of those. No. And then the question I had is how do you spell Traeger? Uh
2: Traeger? it is
1: t-r-a-e-g-e-r
2: thank you herbie i was googling it so
0: google could tell me how to spell it yep well, I, I, had to, it I, had look, I had to go look i had to go look it
1: up myself on my our description so t-r-a-e-g-e-r
6: thank you and you're welcome
2: full transparency
6: trigger me hungry
2: good good go, go get a traeger and, and cook up some food there uh traeger is the same company that makes the meter thermometer so if people were curious about that um and you go to and you look up meter m-e-a-t-e-r and you come across traeger that's the parent company that owns meter
1: all right very good very good um and so okay so 12 gauge extension cord if you were going to use one is what doc recommends. All right. So getting some electrical device, advice here on uh, the the cooking call. Um I never knew I I guess I kind of knew that there was differences in extension cords but uh, you learn something new every day. All right. Do we have any other raised hands not at this time?
2: Shopping on Traeger's website, this is not good.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> all right, well, um, you're hoping they'll give you that check in the mail so you can uh, turn around and uh, you know spend it on them. Um, all right, well, you know since you can get you know here, here, here's an interesting question then that I'm surprised nobody's come up with. Um, since uh, you can uh, get stuff from Amazon for the Traeger, is there any way to hook up your traeger to an Alexa device? I believe
2: that is one of the functions that come with the app. Uh, I think you can get that functionality, especially to give you... So what the app will let you do is set the temperature of the Traeger. Full transparency, you have to be at the Traeger to turn it on from the app, thankfully. Thankfully. Uh that means you can't be at the store and be like, you know, let's let's preheat our Traeger to start cooking. You you have to be at the Traeger to actually start it uh for safety purposes. Probably good
1: safety yeah.
2: Yes, yes. Um, but it'll also, I believe, let you connect it to uh a lady and google so you can get those alerts on there about temperatures and timers and stuff Uh, but the app will also give you those details again i i don't have any experience and it sounds like people who even have the wi-fi app don't use it that's another thing is is a lot of times you might be outdoors with your Traeger because it's frowned upon to use your Traeger indoors and uh, your wi-fi might not reach out there so
1: Yep, um, there are way- things you can, uh, you oh, know, yeah. do to solve that problem, but that's a whole other story. And you can go into this call called Unmute Presents to <laughs> learn how to extend your Wi-Fi. Um, but uh, I guess you could hook it up to your smartphone and use that as a Wi-Fi, but that kind of defeats the purpose. Um, yeah. So um, you know, and I, I, I just want to say, guys, that you know, I mean, there's a room, there's room for smart cooking, but if you know how to do it manually, I think you're still the better off that way. But um, that being said, you know, if I was in your house, I'd get, um, I'd have multiple Alexas, and I'd program it so that when certain children open the lid, you know, it would start playing an alarm sound, like really loud. <laughs> that that that'll scare them off completely when they start hearing sirens and yeah. going like that. Yeah, all right, well, yeah. Michael, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about? Uh, for uh... Doc, does have his hand up again?
6: Doc, all right. Hello, Doc. Well, I was going to mention there's another probe called the iGrill.
3: Marcia Summers yes.
2: has left yes. the do, meeting. Do you have any
6: experience that, with that? It, yes, a little
2: bit. Because I've never used that. I've, I've it, read about it in, in research, but I've never actually experimented with that one.
6: Well, the, the probes have, uh, you know, kind of a, a heat-proof... Uh, sheathing on the wires that have to run out of the grill. And it um, and it uh, works with your iPhone. And um, it, it's the kind of thing it, it sets up, you you determine how you want your meat cooked, et cetera, and, and you program it. And when you do it, it sets off an alarm for you. But you just stick the probes in and the wires run out and they, you know, they're they're heat proof.
1: Beautiful. OK, right, you know, I just get these images, though. So, you know, guys, I just want to point out with all these probes and wires hanging out. You do know how Frankenstein was created, right? So um, I just need to point that out. All right. So, um, um. Now, on that
2: note, I do also want to mention Quick plug for the San Francisco Lighthouse For the Blind Adaptation Store um, They have, and I Haven't used it, but my friend And co-host Damasi Has used it, and he uses it quite Regularly, they have a quick uh, It's a quick read Thermometer, it's like $25 uh, If you, all you need to do Is just poke it in, get the temperature, gives it To you in less than 5 seconds um, And it will verbally speak it to you So there's there's a lot of actual utilities that you can use to be able to keep track of your meat and some people who are not familiar with cooking might be like why are they spending so much time focusing on temperatures of meat it can't matter that much can it and yes yes it does it 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 can make a big difference it can make or break a, a rack of ribs or three i mean a rack of rack of ribs um and it it definitely can make a big enough difference that you want to monitor temperatures especially if you're doing all-day cooks as well
1: all right um another thing i have had on the trigger which does turn out pretty good is a uh, prime rib so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. all right well uh thank you michael for uh coming on the uh, show and uh, let's not forget your fanfare here there we go <laughs> Take a bow! Take a bow! Alright! There you go!
2: I said, oh, the, the fanfare looped! <laughs> oh, yes, well, indeed!
1: You're welcome. And, and <laughs> All thanks right. for having me, and thanks for
2: the reminder. Or I would have not been here, so thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would have made for a
1: very boring cooking show, <laughs> yes, uh, let me tell so you. But, uh, <laughs> normally my agent takes care of things, but as you guys can tell, um, she is not here Um uh, for those of you, you, know she did post on Facebook last week. Her, uh, you know, that uh, she had a loss in the family, and uh, so of course we send out our condolences to her and uh, her family and all that. And um, that is just an unfortunate uh, situation there. So uh, next week, though, speaking of Tori, we're actually going to hear from Tori's brother, Carl, and he's got some interesting recipes that he's going to talk to us about. So we've got that for you uh, next week. And then uh, the following week, we're going to have, I think that's when Kayla's going to talk to us about her uh, Butterfinger cake. I need to go back through and look through uh, my schedule and all that, but uh, I am a lazy bum and... uh, need to just do that. Alright. Um, so, before we move on to the next part of our uh, cooking call here, because I can fill up some other things for the next half hour, do we have any other questions for in general about cooking or anything like that that uh, you are dying to ask? We don't have any hands here in Zoom. No hands here in Zoom. Okay. And no hands in Clubhouse. Amy. No hands in Clubhouse. Alright. So, I thought... I would take you all on a quick excursion of my kitchen that uh, I'm in here in Spokane. Since we've got a little bit of time left, and um, unless people start leaving en masse, then uh, I'll assume that you're going to all be okay with that. So let's do this. No. Thank you. All right. Okay. So I'm now switching to my phone here. And um, so I'm going to talk about now, so this has been a really interesting experience here because getting used to a strange kitchen is really not always a fun experience, but I've had to do it. Now, the good news is I've not had to do anything in the way of fancy cooking, but uh, one of the challenges I definitely had was the microwave. So... The kitchen here is a much larger kitchen than I have at home, and I will I tell you, that makes me predisposed not to like it. Um, I like my more... It's not a compact kitchen, but it is definitely smaller. I have just enough room to move around in it and to know where I'm going. So I am now standing in the center of it. Um, it is... Uh, we've actually got two... It has two exits, this kitchen, so... One exit leads to the back bedroom that goes out to the patio where my mobile office is. The other one goes into the living room. When you go into the kitchen, first thing I've got here is a flat top stove. Now, these are very interesting. And um, what this one is actually used for is not for cooking, but to set things on. So to the right is a coffee maker and to the left of it is a microwave. Now this microwave is not labeled, but I figured out by feeling the indentations how to at least get the thing working. And uh, I don't know sometimes if I'm doing one minute or two minutes or three minutes or whatever. But um, you know you've got little indentations that you can press, and then I looked for the indentation on the bottom right, which is typically where your Petra has left the meeting. And um, so I figured that out and then to the left is usually your stop slash clear button. And um, I kind of had somebody mark these with the tape, but it still wouldn't help me much because I, I mean, I kind of know what this microwave is doing and kind of thought I figured out a couple times when I've accidentally set it to defrost. So then to the left, we've got a counter followed by a single sink. So uh, this is actually a smaller sink than um, my uh, one in the apartment. That's actually interesting, okay. Um, This is the downstairs part of a bed and breakfast, by the way. We're not bed and breakfast, it's a full house, so um, that's why things are a little bit interesting. To the left, we got a little bit more counter with napkins and Kleenex. Then we have a uh, fridge and freezer combination. And then to the far left, they actually put the bathroom right here in the kitchen. How do you like that? And on the other side is a washer and dryer. So you've got a kitchen, laundry, bathroom, all in one spot. And then uh, we've got, uh, we use a lot of plastic stuff down here, but uh, we do have drawers with towels, silverware, things like that. Oh, and the oven slash stove is definitely unusable because it is a touch screen. And um, just- Michael Smitherman
3: has left the meeting.
1: It's rather interesting. Um, no, actually, I take that back. There are some knobs here, too. So I guess it's just the oven part. That's the touchscreen. And maybe we do have knobs for the stove burner. These are, um, though, like... That's uh, not actually... Hmm, a little bit unsure here. Okay. Uh, I just... am limited to the microwave here, though, in this kitchen, which is very miserable um and then we got a garbage over here and um to the left is a table with more snacks and stuff on it so that's a brief tour of the kitchen and the Dixon has left the meeting myself this week i'll be very glad to get back to my kitchen over the weekend and uh, all that though so, um so, so needless to say i'm not going to be cooking anything for you all today But uh, I just thought we'd fill some time by telling you all about that. Okay, I'm going to uh, switch devices here again, because I don't like how I sound on the phone. Except i got to find my uh, buttons here. Alright, here we go. We're doing this real professionally here, guys. What can I say? All right. Um, so before we head out of here, just a quick reminder. Like I said, next week, we're going to have some interesting uh, recipes that uh, Tori's brother, Carl, likes to make. You, If you've listened to previous cooking calls, you've heard Carl on here a couple times. He's talked about um, how he likes to cook and stuff like that. And uh, we've talked about everything from campfires to the oven to salads and the whole... Uh, a prefla of things there. Yep, Herbie, we do have one raised hand. All right, let's get to it. Area code 201. Lisa. That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure.
3: Yes, Herbie.
7: Hi. Oh. I have a question if you might in the future. I love this call, it's great. It was really wonderful. I didn't know anything Tony about it. Tony has joined the meeting. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to keep looking into this, and it sounds so tasty.
4: Tony has left I have the a meeting.
7: Question, I am gluten free and soy free. And most sauces and and salad dressings, all salad dressings almost, have soy in them. Is there any way to do a call to find sauces, or is there a way to look for um, sauces that are gluten-free and soy-free?
1: I will start to look one. into that. I have some ideas. Um, so, yes, uh, gluten-free and uh, so- sauces. Um, I will tell you that a lot of these probably will... Some of these may mean you making them yourself, but then also like uh, looking uh, at labels and whatnot. But I will definitely take that uh, under consideration for a future call. And we can, uh, I think we need to do a whole alternative um, food based cooking actually in call in general. So, um,
7: can I also add um, also nickel? I have a nickel allergy, and nickel is like insane. It's an insane thing, and you can't get rid of it. And that has, like, spinach and almonds and things that are healthy for you that you would think are good for you. And, unfortunately, chocolate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which well, is quite the challenge. I don't know if you've ever heard of anybody else with a, a nickel. I don't one know one. about
1: that one, and I don't know if this would help or not. You'd have to look into it. Um, there, I can tell you about some alternative chocolate that I actually had have had, and it's really, really good. and um, It's vegan, plant-based chocolate. Um the, check out the site heaven com, and they have, it's a completely uh, vegan chocolate, so there's no, like, milk in it or anything like that. They use, like, oat milk instead. Um, um, I don't know if that would have, uh, you know, I don't know if that would not contain the ingredients that you're allergic to or not, but it's at least, um, it's chocolate that tastes, actually, in some respects, even better than the, real uh, the other chocolate we're used to and is not as addicting i don't think anyway for me it isn't but um for other people that may be a different story actually um that'd be one chocolate to look into but that is definitely an interesting thing to uh definitely i will see what i can do about a call regarding those particular issues thank you did you know that um i knew somebody who i know somebody's in the spice industry
7: and did you know, like, um, what is it? Brookstone, I think Costco carries it, and CBS, the chocolates or chocolate-covered um, blueberries or whatever they have, that they put William Delina has left the meeting. That, that makes you addicted to it. You can't stop eating it. It's not just that we're just overeating. They actually have something in that They, they put into foods so you can't stop eating it. You just crave it. That did does you ever hear not that?
1: Su- uh, that does not surprise me. Um, Spider <laughs> really? Woman has left the meeting. Uh, you know, I won't get into the whole details, but I we, we have very corrupt like food industries and things, and you really have to be careful. Um, and it, it really is unfortunate that they do that because you know they want you to buy, 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 and uh, that's mm-hmm. their whole game. Yeah, but- they don't
7: label it. Unfortunately, we don't know what natural spices and things, natural flavorings. They don't. They don't cover it. But, yeah, I didn't know if you were aware of that because uh, I didn't, and I was so shocked. That's why smart food, I used to get addicted, you know, start the bag and eat the an entire bag.
0: <laughs> we yeah, do it doesn't another, surprise
1: me. Excuse me. We do have another hand. All right. Not well, thank you, Lisa. And real quick, are you back in the United States or are you still abroad? No, I'm back in the United Juan States. Juan Medina has left great. the meeting. They don't do
7: GMOs. They have natural foods. Northern Italy was just really good. You can get order anything from Northern Italy. I'd recommend it.
1: <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Okay.
5: Area code 248. Hi, Herbie. Um, Hello. I'm enjoying the show. This is Laura. Um, I have a different question for you that I've never heard addressed on your show. All right. I'd love you to address it in some way, shape, or form because. Bring it on. I'll tell you. Um, I was making a recipe last weekend, and I made a banana bread, and it was wonderful. But there were three things on this recipe talking about pan sizes, and depending on what pan size you had or casserole size you have for cooking, you know, if we can do the casseroles too, um, it, you know, depending on what it is or how it's made, you cook it at a different temperature. Um, and what I want, what I'd like you to discuss or try to find an answer to, is how do you know what size casseroles or pans you have? Jonathan has how left the meeting. Jonathan has joined the because meeting. A lot of times you can't just label it unless you put something on it that you can take off because you can't put it in the oven with a label on it or something like of that kind. So I'd like you to, to um, come up with a way that I can use and a lot of other people can use. To determine what pans and
1: casserole sizes um, that you might have and how to figure it out Alright, so that is a very good question. Of course, if I was in your kitchen, I could probably help you the easiest, um, cause I could tell you just, I can tell you by looking at the pans. Um, so let's see if I can give you a general idea and I'll think of some more ways we can go into this more in depth on a future call for sure. So let's start with the, you know, biggest and baddest pan that you're usually gonna have and that is your 13 by 9. So, this is mm-hmm. typically going to be a long rectangular pan. So, a rectangle, as you know, is going to be long on the outside, like on the lengthwise and shorter widthwise. So, this is typically your 13 by 9. Um, the ones I've seen usually have like kind of little handles on either side, but, um, and uh, they can be glass, they can be metal, or whatever your next pan that you're most likely going to have is a nine by nine now I have seen this both in rectangle form and square form the one I have is a square form and it's one way you can immediately tell if it's a smaller pan if you're unsure does it fit into your longer pan and if it does mm-hmm. then you're that's going to be a good indicator that it's your nine by nine. Your round tins are typically going to be, like, I think they tend to be more 8x8, like they're your pie dishes. And, um, I, for me, when it comes to casserole, I'll I'll use that a little bit. I don't like too much. I prefer to use either the 9x9 or the 13x9 myself when cooking. Um, and, um... But you can have, like, larger casserole dishes, which can also be, you know, like, they are usually round. And I forget what size they are, and I used to have one, and I don't anymore. I just use a 9x9 pan exclusively for that purpose. Um... So, that is usually your three typical pans that you're going to come across. Um... When you're dealing with the oven, stove top, that's going to be a whole other set of pans and pots all together. And so, uh, like, you've got, like, um, typically you'd have, like, your smaller to bigger pots, and depending on which size burners you have, will determine which one goes on what. So, you want your smaller things typically in your smaller burners and your bigger pots. You might want, I like to use, like, my tiny skillet for things like scrambled eggs and whatnot, and I like to use my larger skillet. If I'm, say, making a stir fry or you know cooking like a more complicated like browning meat and vegetables and things like that, um, so does that give you an idea? Um, it does a little bit. I guess where I get stuck is um, I'm
5: pretty good with a stove top, uh, the oven stuff. It's you know I'm good with a nine by thirteen pan because I don't think you can miss with that size because it's big. Nope. Um, and it's so rectangular. But it's when you get to the smaller stuff, like I have um weather casseroles that fit inside of my 9x13 pan. And they're all, they're a little different. They're both like, um, oh gosh, I have to go over and look at them. I, I, you know, I don't think about them. They're, they're small, they're smaller than 9x13, but like it's, they're really close to each other. Right. And it's just when i go to look at a recipe i'm going hmm now what size will this fit in how do i yes. know or is there a way i was trying even this weekend <clears throat> i got kind of desperate and i was trying to seeing ai to read read it off the bottom of the pan and i'm thinking well what does the bottom of the pan actually say because this said like I've... nine one something eight four and three, right. three. i'm going
1: what kind of size is that? <laughs> it, so basically, those smaller pans, some of it's just going to involve experimenting, but I would say I wouldn't even worry about it. I'd just pick one of the smaller pans, put it in there, see how it turns out. Make note of the pan you use, because if you don't like the result, then try the other one next time, and then you can make a mental note. Let's say, so say if you have a round pan and a rectangular pan that are the same size or roughly the same size, you can say to yourself, okay, I like how it cooked better in the round pan. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's, for me personally, I recommend just make note of the results that you get and see which one you like the best. And you may sometimes prefer the 13 by 9 just because as blind cooks, having more room can be more beneficial than... um, you know, like especially if you're worried about something bubbling over, so it might make it a thinner casserole, but you have more room to work with. So you know that's something to experiment with too. Um, cakes, I think sometimes it doesn't.
5: I hadn't thought about
1: that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, cakes, I think um, it matters a little bit more. But and mm-hmm. I, and I know what you mean about those, the recipes, and it's like, okay, is this the right pan for this? And I just find that experimenting sometimes is the best way to go. Okay, well, keep that in mind and experiment some more and come up with some more questions. All right, sounds good. That's what we're here for. All right, great question there, Laura. All right, anybody else? Uh, If anybody else has any uh, any other suggestions for Laura, too, then by all means, now's a good time to uh, raise your hand. All right. Not hearing that we have raised hands, Um, we're going to go ahead and start shutting things down. First of all, for those of you listening on ACB Media and in Clubhouse, if you have not subscribed to the ACB community list, hey, now's a good time to do so. Send an email to community at acb.org. We have somebody unmuted. Okay. There we go. So um, if you can send an email to community at org, and include your name and email address and say, I would like to be Amanda added to the Winkler community has left call the meeting. list. You get a daily email with the schedule and one for the weekend. So there's no traffic Monica has like left the meeting. And um, so we've got that. And while you're at it, you can also be asked to be added to the ACB cooks list. And uh, if you are already subscribed to the community list, then you can just write community at acb.org. But again, just uh, you know, say I'd like to be added to the ACB Cooks list. There you'll get the recipes for uh, these calls and uh, occasional other things. It's not really a high traffic list, but um, we use it for cooking informational purposes. And just, again, include your name and email address and say, please, please, please add me. And um, they'll be more than happy to do that. There are some other exciting calls happening today. For instance, if you would like to hear more of Michael, you can do so at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Unmute Presents, him and Marty and Michael Doys. So two mics and a Marty there will have you covered. And, um... They'll be more than happy to, uh, you know, answer your tech questions and things like that. And uh, afterwards, let's have some fun and games with Lucy. Games to play with Lady A, where uh, we get to play, uh, learn how to play all sorts of cool games on uh, your uh, Amazon Alexa device. So even if Alexa is not required to. Participate, just come in and enjoy the fun. That is a great call. And uh, also, helpful hints on using homophones. You heard me reference that call earlier. And uh, all these are streamed on Media 5, by the way, and in Clubhouse. But, uh, Mary has a lot of fun where we, uh, talk about homophones and how words sound alike. And I, I'm gonna ask her if she'll ever use brand names as to demonstrate homophones, cause then we can talk about meter and meter. M-E-E-T-E-R and M-E-A-T-E-R. And, uh, uh, I, I don't know if you're listening to this call or not, Mary, but, uh, if you are, then you're forewarned. And uh, if you're not, well, um, you're gonna be in for a surprise. So, uh, And uh, we got the Women's Bible Study. We've got a new call. Book recommendations. That's happening tonight. And um, I guess uh, you just tell her your interest and she'll pop out a book idea for you. Um, This is a brand new call. We also got the Braille Room and on how to re- learn braille or teach braille- people other braille and my other two calls are happening this week except I will not be at the helm so yes I hear you all applauding um, but that's okay I love you too. Tomorrow Lucy's going to be leading us in accessible online games on how to play Farkle with RS Games and then Thursday Tyann and her husband Alan are going to show us the Mac from a low vision perspective so uh, I'm Gonna be. Uh, I, I may be around for the calls. I may not be. I honestly don't know. But I will. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna let them lead them out and uh, go from there. So we got some exciting stuff happening for you, and of course, tons of other exciting calls right here on ACB Community. There is something for everybody. I can.
4: Irene Raymond has left some. the meeting. I'm
1: sure there. If, if there isn't, well, hey, maybe you need to be the one to create the call that uh, you know, reflects your interests. There's room for that too. All right, guys, I want to thank Desi, Allison, and Anthony for helping us out today. Thank you for Michael Babcock once again for coming and talking about outdoor grilling. My thanks to all of you for uh, listening and uh, participating. I appreciate each and every single one of you. And uh, next week, we're going to get some recipes, get something to write with if you like the sound of these recipes is what I recommend.